Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking about some seed industry updates. In our spotlight, we'll take a look at the largest ag tech deal ever. Ag History Minute, we're going to talk about the Wallace family of Iowa. Then we'll have some cool beans that's corny with some current events and wrap things up with a feel-good Friday. With me today are Bill Schaumburg. Hey, guys. Todd Schaumburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. A slow news week as we sit here on bye week for Packers and the NFL and baseball for Wisconsin's done pretty much. So got the high school football playoffs that'll be starting pretty quick here. Yeah. And Bill, you got Wrightstown is out there somewhere, right? They are. It's, I don't know the consecutive number, but it's like top five in the state of consecutive years being in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Wow. So they're ranked. Last I, before last week's game, they were ranked fourth in their division. So nice, yeah, they lost, so they'll move down a little bit, but they're ready to go. Seymour make it, I think they made it. They did make it, which up. is awesome. Yeah, because they had a rough go, <laughs> so they must have snuck her out a couple wins at the end. Yeah, I think they did win their last two games. So. It's been weird because of how dry we've been all year, and now it feels like some of these games are winding up like normal high school football, rainy, yeah. cold. Yeah. Some teams even moved their homecomings around last week to well, push the game to a Thursday instead of a Friday because of rain and stuff, which is a good good plan. But, yeah, we haven't had to deal with really rain days or no, It's been a long time. All year, yeah. and now it's finally like, oh, yeah, there's an actual rain day. I, kn- I know some farmers that were like, Given her until a rain day, you know, in the spring, <laughs> and didn't um, get a. And rain I don't day. think they got it till yeah till October. So <laughs> that was probably a long time trying to give her till it's a long rain time day. without sleep. Yeah, yeah. Most most of the silage is done. There's still a few isolated pockets of that going on. Beans are been rolling pretty hard the last couple of weeks when when it hasn't been raining. I feel like like the weather was really good during silage. It so was, they were hammering yeah. at silage, and then like now when they kind of get to beans, it's been like dreary and. It was weird. Right when beans were ready, it the weather turned, yeah. so it kind of made it tougher to get weed in after because the the weather wasn't quite right. And yeah, it's, it's been a few days of some window for beans. At least it hasn't been like there's nothing. Right. The good so. thing is we've had cloudy days, but windy days at the same time. Yeah. So that was they were able to. To get some off, even even. They, even going into the night, it seems like you can go pretty late before the dew set in some nights. So it's been been a window, not necessarily the best window. And then you got some corn, you know, high moisture corn rolling, and even some dry grain rolling here and there. So kind of like that mixed bag where you transition from finishing up beans and switching to corn. Yeah, doing a little bit when you maybe it's too wet, you're doing some, corn. Some corn picking going on down the road. Yep. The old uni was out. Yeah, I see. Chugging. <laughs> filling the crib. Yep. Did well, the cobs float to the top of the five-gallon bucket? or uh, we, I don't know. Is that, is that the, the, I, I the swear that, farmer's yeah, tale? We need Kevin Jarek back because I swear he was the one that knew that. <laughs> if that, they float, that's that, what Yeah, if you put them in the five-gallon bucket and the cob floats to the top, you're, it's dry you're, enough. you're, you're dry enough for the crib, yeah. Ah. I, think t- I think he said usually if it's around 22, that's when he goes, so... 
which he as short of a day he as he was growing and as dry as it was, uh, I have no problem believing it was 22 when he started. So He's got some hogs or what? Yep. Feeding the piggies. Cool. All right. So you guys want to get into our seed industry updates? We had a, a full day yesterday of uh, meetings with different reps from different companies and got some information for the 2024 growing season as we move forward in the industry and sales even though harvest isn't done sales have begun with next year's corn, good corn seed so sales are harvest has begun and sales no i I've, screwed that up harvest isn't done but sales, sales have, have begun. begun i like yeah. that yeah in a lot of the egg magazines now, they're talking how there there is no more selling season. Sure, that it's just all it's the perennial. Time. Yeah, it's always. Which I'm like, yeah. As you say, you were a seed season. That'd be good and bad. I'd actually think more bad. Like you know, Don't having a, a time where like, yeah. okay, this is when we talk about this. Now they've, well, how many and ta- the industry's done that to themselves a little bit. Have kind of spread it out over the whole year. How many times are you changing and, the order and, in the next like right, six months? And right. Oh, we're out of this now. Switch to that. Yeah, switch and, to this. And, and too, I, there's some farmers out there. You put that pressure. I'm like, oh, you got you got to make it now, or if you don't, yeah, you're, you're not, discount. Or yeah, something. and they almost push back. You know, they get like, well, you know, it's September. I don't, I don't you, worry about. You can this get your Christmas in July discount yeah. until the end of September, but then, then well, we move into the Thanksgiving discount. And the like from the company side, they like you're going to plant corn next year, like, right? Right? Like you're right. going to do it. This isn't like, oh, we're going to cut back fertilizer or we're going to not spray that's that a, fungicide. Like that's the one thing you have to buy or you have nothing. Like the rest of the year isn't going to happen. That's a great point, Bill, because if you say you did cut back, well, I'm only going to plant 32,000 seeds this year instead of 36. Like that yeah. isn't going to, you're still buying bait. Like, right. You still need those or like, to seed the following. You know, like fertilizer, like, well, instead of 300 pounds of urea, this year we're going right. to do 150. It's not like you're going to plant 15,000 or 18,000 seeds per acre, right? right? You're still going right. to plant the full the full uh, rate. It, and as a seed salesperson, that would be hard because you don't, like I said, you'd come into some farms and they'd be like, hey, where were you? What, yeah. You know, I want to hear before. And then the next guy's like, See why are you already bugging me about yeah. seeds? See in so, March. so you'd kind of have to really, and that's about, you know, salesmanship, knowing your customer and what what's right for them and what they want but yeah i, just I will tough. say though that my farmers are saying they're seeing less of those people on the I, farm like they still want like a texas whatever right like text and phone calls no, but they still want you guys to stop they do 100 percent. they want the face face they want they I, here's what i'm seeing is they're not even being sold anymore it's it's a and this is with a whole bunch of things it's it's here's a pamphlet, you know, dropped let me, off. Let me know check off which ones you want. Yeah. I, right, and it's like no, you you still gotta talk to these guys about. Hey, here's still a good old standby, but here's a new one that's coming that should right. be on your radar. And yep, yeah, they want the the little bit of song and dance and to be courted a little bit maybe through the sale, not just like yeah, not just direct to the marriage kind of a deal. So it yeah, and it, I would say even bigger like. If you if your location is in X city, don't like the farmers around that city. Like sometimes I've seen where my growers like, yeah, the guy's at the co-op here. He comes every day. He lives in my town, or 
Like, and he doesn't stop out. Like, so don't forget about the people that are next to you. Like, close ones, yeah. like just because you're there, you still got to stop out is what I'm getting at. Like, I'm hearing that from some of my farmers. Like, yeah, he lives in town, but he never stops out here. So that is true, too, as, the, as we get more of a, you know, an egg, it was always your truck and you went into their farm, you know, right. and now it's changing where you maybe have an office or a facility and farmers stop by, but some farmers won't do that. They still want you to stop by that. You know, yeah. that's just kind of the, it is, the way of the It industry. is kind of a weird deal, right? Like if you're at home and somebody comes to your door selling Kirby vacuums or yes. whatever that used you'd be yeah. like, get that off my farm, my yeah. house. But like farmers have salesmen come in the yard all, all, the, all time. the time. Like it's this weird, like... They almost not that they invite them, but it's like well, it's a thing they know that people are driving in their yard. Like if someone drove in your yard, you'd be like, "What the hell are you doing here? I didn't call you." And even the yard has changed. Of like, you know, sometimes their shop is not located by their house. Sometimes they work out of their house. Sometimes you know, so so even knowing where to stop on some farms, and it's is not like, like the old like like the farm we grew up on, Todd or Matt, that you've been used to is like, Dad's in the barn, find them. Right, right, like, right. Just go. He could be in the freestyle barn. He could no, be you'd... out by the feed pad. He could be in the machine shed in the shop. I mean, these farms are so big, you don't know where to start. No, right, and and then you feel weird if you're wandering around their yeah. farm, and then yeah, you don't want to start like, walking into rooms, right? Because yeah, like, yeah. I've been there too, where you all of a sudden you do find them, and then it's they're like, well, "What, what are you doing way back here?" And it's like, "Sorry, I, I kind of thought you're back here. Here's yeah. what's going on." So that could be, but in the days now of most of these guys, you got their cell phone. Right. So you give them a, hey, I'm going to be out in your area. Are you around or not? Or shoot them a text with that. Just a little bit of a preempt can kind of help. Or or even, hey, I'm on the farm. You know, is this a good time? Because that's been nice. Where before, you didn't have any way, you know, when farmers didn't have cell phones, you just did have to kind of look for right. them. You just like, yeah, keep walking until you found them. <laughs> right, them. it was. And, I, and it's one of them things like, okay, the vet's here. Yeah, I'm turning uh, around. Yes, that's the other. They're sorting cattle right now. I'm turning turn around. around. I'll come back in an hour or two. Like, oh, uh, huge, huge part of you know that was like Jeff Polinsky 101 when he taught us like, okay, you gotta know when the right time to bring you know to even okay. Here's what you do gotta know, but I know what you're doing is more important. Like you say, when the vet's there, yeah, and they're paying the vet by the hour to be there. You, you or do, you know, it's a stressful time because the right, vet's right, there, right? Right. You you. You say, basically, you say, "Hey, Farmer Joe, I was here. I'm going to leave now yeah. because I see what you're doing is much more important than what I have to tell you." And and you come back, and they're they'll be there and yeah, have time for exactly. You I will say though, Todd and I were talking a little bit before him. This is one of my favorite days of our year. Oh, love it! Just I mean, it, and at the same time, at the end of the day, you're like, "Oh my god, that was a long day." Like. Just from the standpoint of the information you take in, and it's just like rapid fire seed companies, but it's a one lot of, of my favorite days. A lot of numbers thrown at you in the, yeah. the course of a day. I I love it because now I watch my kids get these like Amazon sends out a magazine yeah. now, yep. yeah, and Christmas Target like thing, Christmas yeah. catalog, and yes, it is like that day. Like when my kids get that seed in the mailbox day. and see it. When we get the new seed guides, and then I always. Pull out last year's seed guide, kind of look what they've changed, what, what's new, kind of update some of my comments, you know, see what, what I'm going to, even to see what's not in the 
guide anymore, maybe in some of them. And then trying to pick out some of the new numbers and get used to those is, is always good. But yeah, seed guide day is, is the best. I still, and I'm sure that's getting harder for these seed companies to justify printing these guides, but like some of them become more of like a pamphlet or just less sheets. And those were just as good too. It's just, it is nice having a physical guide to go through, like think of anything else that you, you buy that way where, you know, even a new tractor, they've got a guide of like, this is the specs, you know, and, the specs and all that. And, you know, that's what we're really looking for. And it does help. And, you know, writing notes in it to remind yourself about that variety is helpful, especially now that the numbering systems are getting where, I mean, they, there's even same number variety from, you know, one company to a different company. So that's tricky. So it's different, you know, even like compared to like bull studs or something where they have 32 very, names, very unique names that you're going to remember, yeah. you know, Toy Story and this bull and that like corn varieties are, you could kind of remember old number, you know, like some of the old heavy hitters, but it, to, to remember them exactly. And when they can be the same among companies, it's, it's trickier. Well, we had two new numbering systems this year, which yeah, I mean, it happens every once in a while. They, they change things up, but two companies that ran out of numbers and had to add a digit, which is going to be interesting. It's going to be unfortunate. <laughs> Think of like the phone number, you know, you where how basically not that you didn't need to know the area code, but now it seems like you spout the area code all the time. Now you pretty much have yeah, to You do, have you know, like... Yeah. It's and, almost weird when you hear it the opposite way. Right, because right. you're like, oh, shoot, what's the area code? The, you yeah. know, and there's a, you know... a a cadence to how you say the number that that's good. And I feel like that in the two number, the four numbered variety number was always not, you know, 4199 and whatever. And there's like the zero in there always gets confusing. I was just going to say, so here's what really screwed me up yesterday was, okay, I'm just going to, not that it's a number, but I would say, okay, 5604. Is that 5604? Or is that five zero six zero four? Like the way you say it, it should you should say fifty thousand six zero four, <laughs> not fifty six zero four. You follow? Right, like right. that. Like you said, Todd, that zero can. So I think that's going to be a challenge when we talk about numbers. The way we say it needs to have a certain way to could, get these five digits across. Could potentially have a double uh, O seven variety <clears throat> with the one numbering system. <laughs> Pioneer had one, didn't they? I think NK had triple. NK did triple yeah. seven. Triple yeah. seven. Yeah. It just seems like the four the four number, like I said, worked. It's the you switch to five, and depending how you do it, and it still is great. All these companies are going to somewhere in the numbering system. Usually, the first two means day length. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's be like pretty much every company's gone yeah. to that, yeah. which is. Awesome. It's just I mean, whether that, you have to add forty, add fifty, I, right. add and nothing. Some of that's a little tricky at times, but that has been a to me a game changer because then you you know right away what you're, you know what okay am I in the ninety ish day, hundred ish day where I'm at. But like um, Pioneer's got a new one like eighty two, two eighty eight. So it's or do you say eight twenty two eighty eight? <laughs> Or do you say, like, it's, so just the five numbering system, it's almost like you need that dash. Like, when it's four numbers, you put sort of the dash in the middle, the stop. And that's yep. what DeKalb it's, does, right? It's like right. 1,000, or uh, one, 101-34. Yeah. Or, yeah. 
So you're right. So they've got it. So you know it's going to be the bum 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 bum. Nah, we, we need music a class now. Yeah, I say, no, we need like, a music teacher like, here to get our. <laughs> we just know the uh, the right cadence to yes to it, it's. Um, you guys know Kevin James, right? He's the like the, the King, King of Queens, Queens guy, yeah, the yeah. comedian. He's got like a great bit on this of like phone number etiquette. It's you know bum 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 bum. bum. I'm even gonna do it wrong, yeah. but like basically, you know, it's the three, and then you do it's three, two. three, three, and four. Right. Yeah. But in and if you get that wrong, it's like all screwed up, and it's just a mess. And I just feel like with this system. We're gonna really have to watch like that part. How everybody do you, how do you right say now that? When do you drop Googling. the zeros? When do you yeah? Everybody right now is googling Kevin, Kevin James', James. Yeah. phone. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a good the the new numbers again. If they run out, what are you gonna do about it? That that was bound to happen. Yeah, yeah. the way these are, you yeah. need a unique number that's gonna run out. So. It just you wonder when it, we go from five to. It would almost have been easier maybe to even go to six digits because then you just do three and three. Sure. Or, yeah. So specifically, we're going to run through all the companies, right? We're going to kind of talk about that. So, um, Decal will start. Just no particular reason. Um, they were they one are, of them. Yeah, one of the new numbering systems. One of the new numbers. Ones. They yeah. went. They're going to keep obviously any hybrid that's still in the lineup with the old numbers. They're going to keep that. So all those. Fun ones you can remember, you know, 4375 is still there. You can keep that in your memory banks. That didn't go away. But any new ones this year, uh, and I think even last year, right? They were starting them last year in the above 100 day. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's gotten to below. So, like, if it's a 95 day, now it's 095 dash whatever. If it's a new variety. Yeah. Which that, too, I feel like you'll just say. Oh, 95 or or just say 95 you might drop that early zero so we'll see kind of how we how we actually use that and do that so for, for this year at least you'll be able to pick out a lot of the new ones by just knowing they're the five digit yeah right. the, one of the new one is oh ninety three seventy six. so if you just say 9376 too you're you're not gonna screw that up with anything else yeah and the the back two numbers still are the family numbers, so it might be seventy six, and then, and then there's a seventy seven. That's the double pro, right? Yep. So that still is there. Um, they do have endless beans this year, which actually kind of surprised me when they started talking about that yesterday. Like, we figured it'd be batting down the hatches with extend with extend, right? Because yeah, and they st- the, that was interesting because they don't have any extends anymore like that's going away extend flex yeah. now it's all extend flex so it yeah. gives you the option of that liberty you know with it which is still can be a good option to to work but yeah, you're right now they're kind of with this alloy brand so kind of another brand that they've teamed up with to to be able to sell some enlist genetics kind of what other companies have been and i think i think the kelb somewhat did that in past years but how they've aligned with other things to be able to license some of these other technologies and or maybe not license them, but sell them as well. Yeah. We've, we've seen other companies do it too. I mean, Dairyland had the, the RPM for a while yep. Yep. When, when during they, the transition and yeah. Yep. I so, forgot about that, Matt. Yeah. So it happens every once in a while. And now, yeah, now we have alloy. alloy. So moving, that was kind of the big things with DeKalb. Um, moving on to Corteva. The three brands that we talked yesterday, Pioneer again, we just talked, they 
ran out of their old ones. So they still have the old fours, but now they're into the fives. The kind of the end numbers are meaningless. The first couple are the maturity. Um, but their big push was to plenish soybeans, which locally for us is going to be actually a big deal. Yeah, Lo- and plenish locally. have been around for a long time. It's not a brand new thing. It's a high oleic soybean. So it's kind of a, you know, a, a better oil in the soybean, I guess. I, that's a very dumbed-down version. Instead yeah, of being higher lin- quality. In linoleic. Linoleic versus high oleic. High oleic. Yeah. So basically it's going to help with potentially the milk components and kind of be a, a really good way. And it does seem like we're doing, you know, kind of like the low lignin in alfalfa, BMR corn. And yep. this is another sort of way to feed a dairy cow that makes them... And you know, produce more milk or more components. Not that any of us are nutritionists, but you should like what they were talking yesterday is you can decrease some pro you know, some soybean meal or other components that you're in your feed itself to save you some money. And it did seem this was quite dairy nutritionist and sort of elevator, you know kind of the grain they're driving it. Feed that, yeah, it was driven. Yeah, feed meal, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that, which is a good thing too. They're saying there's demand here. Let's produce the product so we can fit, fit the demand. So yeah. Biggest thing on the chem side is it's a little more tricky because they're not Roundup. up to date. We're on going back. Their traits. It's roundup One. ones, not even roundup ready twos. So they, um, they did say that they feel the yield will be. Right, no necessarily yield drag right. in these, which which makes sense because the yield drag was brought on by... Was it, and was it 26, Todd, he said? Yeah, 2026. They'll have enlist yep. oleic? Oleic and probably more like a 2027 release, sure. you know, like a true where it's going to be available to, to more people. So yeah. so like you say, that'll kind of change um, all, that the, the producer is really going to have to talk to the, to the chem side here, which Cortev also says... Chem, so that could be a good tandem there that you're going to have to watch out for. Obviously, your your water hemp's giant rags and certain things that we just have Roundup resistance. That how are we going to deal with those? Um, and if it's using, it's going back to three to five years ago when sort of extended and lists weren't widely adopted and how we use them. Yeah. And, but it's also going to have to make sure that you're going to have to know what traits are in your field so that you know, your herbicide program and, and things like that. So a little bit different in that approach and going to have to be, uh, that that's going to have to use a lot of, you know, just caution and thought and make sure that's, that's all not going to be wide, widely available for a while anyway. So it's going to be something that I think it'll be, hopefully by the time they're looking at a wider release, they'll have the enlist rates and everything else. So. And they're looking to market, not market, but target their customers that are spray their own, kind of cash and carry, have a little more control over their sprayer and when they spray and how they spray than potentially working with a co-op where they're, you don't exactly know when they're going to come and you don't right. know where they've been and just all those fun yeah, things. The sprayer broke down, with. so now we got one that was spraying corn and it's going to go into beans and it was right. like, uh, they do have a new fungicide out coming. Viatitude. Um, Viatitude. Well, like Viatitude. Viatitude. Like, yeah, that's, that's way better. Sounds like a prescription drug. <laughs> May cause anal leakage. <laughs> hey, white mold. This one's a white mold. This one's for white mold. Yes. Yep. So that's exciting. And then um, a new series of beans coming next year. So I 
don't get too excited about that because it's just more new bean varieties, but they were pretty excited about it. So, And those two, they can be, those are always like, oh, it's brand new. Like it's interesting in corn, there's new series every year. Right. And beans, it's like this, no, it's a brand new. It's yeah. So it's just different because we're used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything new, as long as it's better, is good. So moving on, Bravant, um, which obviously they used to be when they were Mycogen was basically a silage company, and since the you know acquisition by Corteva, rebranding themselves to Bravant, they actually have awesome other things, right? <laughs> Grain corn's pretty good; their beans are okay. Um, what I like about Bravant's book, we didn't talk about that yet, Todd. I know you like to talk about that, but they always do a great job of giving us GDUs to silk, black layer, those kinds of things. And I know other companies do that, um, but especially with these BMRs, it's really handy to have. Because then you can compare, like, is it really a 100-day or not? Because I've noticed that within the companies, they all don't call. They call it a 100-day, but the GDUs don't always match up. So that's something you got to right. watch. Right, acts like a 101-day right. or 103-day. Or, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um their big push is the Bavalta, which that came out last year. Basically, it's just a new name. It's not different genetics or different. It's not like the Unified where they tried to, you know, make it more digestible or whatever. But basically, anything that came out after last 2023 is going to be called Bavalta. So that's how you can kind of tell it apart. And and um, one thing we kind of learned yesterday is farmers that plant BMR especially through Bavant, maybe you should be looking at having a mixture of the Q side and the smart stack side, like having a mixture on your farm of those varieties. Don't zero in on, oh, I just have to have Qs or I just have to have smart stacks. You need to kind of have a mix. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes, and that's a good way to say we've seen this on quality of BMRs is some are better than others, some are a little more high yielding than others, and Having that mix of them is a good thing so yeah. that you can kind of achieve all those things in in having them. I mean, that's always good, too, to have a diverse yep. yeah. day lengths, and so you got a chopping window and all that. So that makes sense to, to kind of have some of those that are that are a little different. So moving on, Dairyland, um, their big shakeup was alfalfa, which kind of... Surprise, uh, not surprised because we knew, but it was just like, oh, they're done with alfalfa. Like, they're the hybrid alfalfa. It just seems like, like the like, end of a, like an era that yeah, way. Like yeah. The Hyberforce thing was was so revolutionary in what they've been able to do. So, yeah, more more in a way, too, to like honor what they did, I would say. Kind of, like, yeah. I'd say that's really cool. Say, hey, you know, it's a very small local company and what they've done for many years has been great and what they've done for the industry, their, their Magnum series alfalfas were good. Like just to, to say that part to obviously it sucks that it's gone, but more to even honor what they've done would be a good thing. To so say. no. So, so what's going to happen? The, the rep was like, we're normal business as usual till June. Like if you want to buy alfalfa this spring, we're good to go. Like you can, you can go ahead and buy it. Um, after that, if you plant it like a, as a fall seeding or something like that, there's no returns. You know, like you're on your own at that point after June. So kind of watch that. Um, and it sounds like they kind of priced everything except the newest Hyberforce 4400 like really good. So if you're a if you're looking at 
maybe some of this alfalfa. Obviously, you can't buy it again next year if you like it, but at least for this year, you actually might get some decent prices on some of these alfalfa bags. But the corn and beans ain't going anywhere. So you, and I think the three of us here kind of always like, like their guide is really handy for taking notes and it's just laid out really nice. The rep does probably one of the best jobs in this whole day we have of explaining hybrids and he takes his time. Um, it it's, takes time, but gets to the point of like, this is the good, this is the watch outs, you know, move yep. on to the next hybrid, kind of a good rapid fire, but, and, but not crazy. And, like you say, the the guide is set out well. It's, you know, it's grain corns. It's kind of your BMR, your TMF, silage corns, and then your dual purpose and beans and high DF, yeah. not D TMF. Yes, yeah, sorry, high DF. Sorry. Yep. Um, and it, so it's so it's a good good way. They what I think is weird is last year they put um, emergence score in the big area and they changed it this year to test weight. And I thought that oh, was no. a funny, like, because uh, our emergence was sure. so bad. I don't know. Year. I was like, I always liked having the emergence right there in your yeah. face, you know, and that kind of and S- just slaps you, right? And now they went to, so obviously, like, the, the customers must have said, like, oh, we, I don't know if test weight was more of a thing that they saw, but it's funny. Some of the very little nuance changes in these books that they probably, you know, I don't even know if there was thought put to yeah. them or not. Who knows? And and yeah, that's. that's that, the funny part is, I like of all the things I think about when I pick a hybrid, that's literally the last one. Test weight, yeah. I, I, and if, I shouldn't we were, be. Probably? No, I was gonna say if we were in Illinois or Iowa, that's definitely not the case. It's probably one of the early ones, but for I would agree with you. It's you know, especially in silage type stuff. Right, we don't even care. High moisture, not as much either. So yeah, it is. Yeah, just it's. To, I guess that's just one of the last things I think about. But it, it is really nice when these companies say, okay, here's this hybrid. It's high yielding. Great. They all want to be high yielding, right? But here's a watch out. Don't put it on this soil. Don't put it in this conditions. I also want to know where to put it, right? Like, don't put it here, well, but right. it really does well in clay. Right. No, our, our goal is always placement. Is We know all these companies have good and bad things. It's knowing, okay, don't put this one on sand. Put this one here. This is a go anywhere. This one can go anywhere. Yeah. It's kind of a that way. And, you know, obviously varieties sooner or later maybe come that they're all go anywheres. However, I, I don't know that, that that'll, you know, there's still going to be ones that probably do better on a sand versus a clay. Right. So it's right. it's even just knowing those nuances. Even the words, um, I think the words workhorse were, Racehorse. Racehorse were used the less as uh-huh, ever heard yep. um, that we've ever had those used. So it seems like as an industry, we're going away from that sort of like thought. Um, in soybeans, I would say it's still offensive, defensive is still used. But in corn, I would say the analogy was always racehorse, workhorse. And that is going like there's no, there's less and less of that. Yeah, that it's just, uh, <laughs> which I think is funny. Sitting here thinking about it too. We didn't talk much about no-till hybrids either yesterday. Like they no. didn't, they didn't target like this is a good no-till hybrid. There was some talk of like stress was, emergence. More, yeah. yeah, yes, that was true. But you know, like not not as much of like you say, Bill. That used to be like use this one on no-till or don't use it on no-till kind of a thing. And, and I mean, maybe that's the that's with probably more the, the, no-till adoption. In, more right. these are, are and maybe better, but. Maybe that is. We're just kind of more used to it, so they all work a little bit better. I heard the term 
die and dry more yesterday yes. than I think I've heard other years. Or at all other years that I can't even remember hearing that one in that much, but this year. No, it used to be more like you'd say the opposite of like, oh, this is really good. Stay, stay green. green. Yeah. No, so this one's dry. And this dye. one's like, or, or die just, and dry. Yeah. Dies and then a dry. Yeah. All right. right. Sinjana was kind of, again, no particular order here, just the way we have them. Um, Sinjana, awesome news. They're getting rid of the four digit um, trait numbering system, which. The first number was, you know, every number meant something, and no one knew exactly what every number meant. Yeah, one was double pro, one was Viptera, not Viptera. Yeah. yeah. I, we can't I even think, remember right now. I think because it, it was like 3220, and I always remember being like, what? Is, like, I, I, when they would say it and you'd read it in the guide, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. You'd have three above ground and three whatever, you know, like. And then when you'd go to actually use it, it was like, yeah. oh, it was brutal. Like, it didn't... It didn't work because you'd be like, oh, shoot, what is is that the triple stack or the double stack? And you'd always kind of relate it back to that. So I the the go yes, that is a good thing they're going. They kind of seem like, nope, we like the whole other rest of the industry basically has, you know, a two to three names or no, no, numbering and then the yeah, the a letter to three one letter to three letter thing after that tells you the trait package. So they're going to like a V for Viptera, Agershire above. So AA means above ground protection, Agershire above. So they're keeping the Agershire name, which is good because then you know it's Syngenta. Um, but it's going to be a lot easier than the than the four digit numbers. Um, it almost got to be too many now. Like we said, all these varieties are numbers. So you'd have like a four digit trait, uh, you know, variety number, and then another four digit trait number and it was just like a lot of numbers so this way too it'll be a good breakup of sort of numbers for the variety and then for the traits it'll be it'll be different so so the they did say nkc guide um rarely gives a one or a two so if you get a one or a two you know it's really good um and then we also had golden harvest and they talked a lot about antigen there's an antigen app that basically if you plug in your fecal starch it tells you how many bushels of corn you're losing, and then if you go to Enogen, you could probably go that way. Um, a little disappointing they couldn't have come up with a poop acronym for their app, <laughs> since it does deal with fecal starch. I don't know. What <laughs> I don't, it, know, what I don't it know what it would be, but yes. it would have been fun if they were like, "Yeah, download the poop app. It stands <laughs> for." And the Enogen, Todd, you probably have the most experience. I don't have any. My clients yeah, said do oh, it, really? but really? none. Oh, yeah, no. I got a ton. I mean, I've had, yeah, overall good experience with Enogen. There, too, is more dairy nutritionists driven in general that sure. that they've said, nope, we kind of like it, or here's where it fits. And um, It used to be little black marker kernels in the grain, and yeah. now it's so full maroon. Kind of purplish, in, yeah, within the cobs where it looked kind of funky. But, yeah, now you'll have five percent of the cobs have the basically are just that full maroon so it's and it's on the female now so it it's not in the male pollen so it can't sort of and it's not cross and pollen either. yeah it yeah. won't drift so um but some of those that was i thought it was interesting that some varieties this year like you saw those maroon cobs fairly early and some it took longer some you hardly saw them at all so just the way it expresses is 
a little different to variety to variety. But but overall, yeah, been good. It'd be interesting to to use this app to see, you know, what what that does. Tell guy you know, how much that helps. And, I want to like have a picture um, where you just take a picture of the cow pie. Cow pie and pie. Boop, 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 yeah, no, whole kernels and like circles. Yeah. Of, yeah. Um. So yeah, Syngenta didn't have a lot a lot of stuff new, but the just big news with the change of the the traits. So, um, rank, which I think uh, is kind of our favorite from a standpoint of the, the presentation they give, because Jeff comes up and gives us a overview of the industry a little but a, but a quick but thorough and then right into varieties you yep. know like so it's yeah and the, and you give some plot data but this year we were earlier than normal so didn't give a lot of plot data their big introduction was power core three above ground modes of action which is a corteva thing which we found it funny that they were licensing it but right corteva is not there yet which whatever um th- that's coming for them it also brings Roundup. It's a Roundup Ready Liberty Enlist and Assured Tolerance. So you actually can spray spray Assure on corn that's supposed to kill corn, but it'll survive. So you got to. <laughs> so if you get volunteers the next year, we need Clethodim or some of the Dims to to knock that guy out. Um, and another thing the with dims. the Dims. Another thing with Rank's book, they actually give the genetic families themselves. So, like, for example, like B2 by F9. So you can see, like, okay, this number has B2 in one side, but a different female. You know, like, you can actually see that I better not pick these two hybrids because it has the B2 male in each one. That's It's a similar. I need to pick something else. Sure. So it really spells it out. Spells it out nice too. Um, so. Rank's still like one of my top favorite books because it's got like the the variety like highlights where it's get you know puts the blocky form, but then below it's not the a whole separate page is the chart, chart. so you can see both. Yeah. yeah, it's hard because you got to flip a lot more pages, but um, they also don't have a billion varieties either, like some companies. Correct. So it's easier to get through. No, that's a diff. Yeah. It's and last one we had yesterday, we got a couple more to finish up. We weren't able to schedule all of the ones we were looking at. Um, we need to somehow get a hold of LG and Cropland yet. Um, but Bex was another one that first time I think we've had Bex come to our meeting. Yeah, we've talked to him a bunch before, but yeah, where they're obviously becoming more common in the area and stuff. That they're very common in and Illinois. They have and some pretty good products. I mean, yeah. they're in our they, fantasy see, trials. Right, and it seems like they've kind of got a way where they're licensing, you know, some Bayer, some Corteva, some Syngenta. So you're kind of picking multiple companies in that. And then their rewards thing has always yeah, been like an big, interesting big chunk in the book. It's like there. three quarters of the book. They used to have separate books and that was about three years ago where they, and I'm sure they still have them separate, but where they kind of combine it all into one book. Sure. So I thought that was interesting too, that, that they've seen it. Well, no, these guys want to, they want like the, it'd be interesting to me when that actually comes to the front of the book and they put like the, you know, like, like I just said, the Amazon Christmas catalog, if that, yeah. When that Here, comes like here's the grain cart. Is, yeah, here's the case age tractor or the Chevy pickup you can get by yep. buying our corn or beans. It's a lot of stuff. So, 
Bex, um, they have an Escalate seed treatment they were high on, talking about on their beans and the alfalfa. And the cool part is their beans are returnable. Um, so that was good. That's nice, yeah. And then the alfalfa is 100% replant, which that's not normal anymore. No. No. So that's cool. So that, right. that was our day yesterday. Yeah, it was a packed day full of meetings, but it was good information and always good to get those updates and know what's going on out in yeah, the seed industry. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to all the companies and know, you know, we appreciate all the information they can provide. And obviously some of that information isn't, you know, they aren't able to give us the the sort of full, you know, behind inside baseball kind of a view, but they do share a lot with us and we appreciate that. Yeah. All right, now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So it's billed as the largest ag tech deal ever. Agco has acquired 85% of Trimble for $2 billion with a B. Uh, so announced just at the end of September that the new joint venture will give Agco exclusive rights to distribute the Trimble portfolio of ag products. The $2 billion deal uh, has Agco acquiring 85% interest in Trimble Ag's assets and technologies. So that's a milestone in Agco's focus on farmer technology strategy that will create an industry leader in mixed fleet precision ag solutions. So specifically, they will... Uh, hope to grow around autonomy, precision spray, farm data management, and sustainability. So it'll be interesting to see how they integrate all that technology. And uh, <clears throat> they're going to have a number of different targets that they're going to try to reach. For example, by 2025, they expect growth to come from overall uh, precision egg market growth, growth in uh, market channels, Precision planting and synergizing incremental costs. So it'd be interesting to see how they integrate everything. And that's two billions, nothing to sneeze at. I mean, billion dollar deals are de- done every day, it seems, this day and age, but still big investment on Egg Coast part. So kind of cool. All right, now we'll move into our Egg History Minute. So today we're going to talk to the Wallace family, specifically Henry A. Wallace, as uh, you'll find out why it fits into this episode in a little bit. So the Wallaces were known as one of Iowa's most famous and respected farm families of the 20th century. Three generations of men, each one having the first name of Henry, became important agricultural leaders in state and the nation. They all had a love of the soil and believed in providing service to humanity, which became the Wallace tradition. All three were national leaders in their field. And specifically, we're going to talk about Henry A. Wallace, or Young Henry. He was a li- had a lifelong interest in food and agriculture, making lasting contributions to those fields. Henry A. Wallace loved learning and experimenting. When he was growing up, George Washington Carver and Henry A. formed what would become a lifelong friendship. Carver was a frequent guest in the Wallace home, 
<clears throat> they often went on long walks around the fields and meadows of Ames, Iowa. George Washington Carver taught the six-year-old how to identify different p- parts and species of plants. Uh, <clears throat> Henry A. inherited his deep religious feeling for the soil and his practical drive to get things done from his grandfather, Uncle Henry Wallace. Henry A. patterned his life on the Wallace family values of religious devotion, sense of duty, and love of agriculture. His own motto was peace, prosperity, and equality. In 1910, after he graduated from Iowa State, Henry A. began corn breeding experiments that took up much of his time and interest for the next 20 years. In 1926, he founded the Hybrid Corn Company, which later would become known as the Pioneer Hybrid International Incorporated, so was the founder of Pioneer Seed. He was the editor of the family paper from 1921 until 1933, and he also um, came to prominence as the Secretary of Agriculture from 1933 through 1940 as he served under President Franklin Roosevelt's second term. So there you go. He's the Wallace family, big in Iowa, and founders of Pioneer Seed Company. All right. Thanks, Matt. And thank you to our listeners out there. Please subscribe and tell a farmer friend. You, need, you can search Tilt Talk Radio in Apple Podcasts or on Android. You can go to Google Podcasts or Podcast Addict are both good apps. You can also listen on your computer or smartphone browser. Go to tiltag.com slash podcasts. We're also available on Facebook and X at Tilt Talk Radio. All right. Thanks, Todd. Uh, we'll do our cool beans. That's corny and some current events. So cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right, our cool beans this week. Broader, stronger, longer. BASF's Revelock fungicide. So building on its 50-year history in developing and marketing fungicides, BASF is introducing Revelock fungicide for soybeans. The company says it has threefold benefits. It's long-lasting yield protection, premium disease control, and effective resistance management. Uh, Revelock combines Revisol, the first and only isopropanol azole, and Zemium active ingredients to bring long-lasting curative and preventative control. The product received EPA registration in 2023 and is available for pre-stocking for full use during the 2024 growing season. Uh, so its key target diseases include frog eye leaf spot, Circospora blight, Septoria brown spot, and Rhizoctonia aerial blight. So multiple modes of action, always a good thing, and BASF is targeting that with their new fungicide. Our That's Corny this week. High interest rates and the strong U.S. dollar are taking a toll on the ag economy. According to a new quarterly report from CoBank's Knowledge Exchange, the combination of high interest rates, uh, <clears throat> the high interest rate environment, sorry, is since 2007, and a strong U.S. dollar is beginning to take a disproportionate toll on rural industries such as ag, forest products, mining, and manufacturing. The challenge for agriculture and other rural industries that rely heavily on global markets is their export partners simply can't afford to buy U.S. products, according to Rob Fox director of CoBank's Knowledge Exchange. 
When you combine the loss of exports with a general slowdown in the U.S. economy, it's a double whammy for many businesses operating in rural America. So we expect interest rates to stay higher. Uh, They've just raised them not all that long ago, once again. And historic low water levels that we've talked about before on the Mississippi River creating issues with moving products. Winter wheat planting is expected to be down slightly this year uh, with prices below expected break-even cost of production. Uh, Anhydrous ammonia and potash prices have fallen, so less fertilizer usage is expected, which, I don't know, it's interesting. They think that falling prices will lead to less fertilizer usage, but I guess I'm not a economy expert, so I would think it would go up a little bit because it's cheaper to do, but... I, falling grain prices? Yeah, I think it yeah, matters the, on... Yeah, the, the prices, too, of the market are, yeah. are dropping, yeah. too. Well, they're... <laughs> They're kind of, well, yeah, they're yeah. oddly don't know what they want to do, I think. Right, it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> a lot of unex- or just, unknowns yes, out there. Yes, a guess. lot. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, so expect more of the same for the uh, near future, at least. And now we'll wrap things up with a feel-good Friday. So a life-saving find, how... Missouri soil unearthed a golden medical discovery from 75 years ago. We just did this one, didn't we? I feel like I, we did a, a something like it. Wasn't it the was, mammoth one? Yeah, this is a uh, basically. I, maybe they, I just read this article. Oh, maybe no. That they did be. a basically kind of were able to find. I don't know, I think it was exactly penicillin, but an antibiotic. Yeah, in the soil. Like in the soil, yeah. Sweet. In Missouri, yeah. Yep. So at Sam, so they were kind of sell. We probably did it. This is just to celebrate the anniversary of that. Sure. So kind of a. Yeah. So Sanborn Sanborn Field at University of Missouri Columbia is where it was found. Uh, it's one of the third oldest research farms in the world, uh, but the oldest west of the Mississippi River, and so. Uh, they've got probably got more treatments than anyone else, according to uh, one of their researchers, <clears throat> the director of Sanborn Field. Uh, they've had continuous treatments for 135 years and learned a lot, and this is why so many common agricultural practices get their started uh, got started from dollars that were gained here. So uh, their most important breakthrough was 75 years ago as the soil became the foundation of medicine still used today in humans and livestock. So important antibiotic finds in the soil, which is kind of cool. So there you go. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So we gave a corn industry update for seed industry update, I should say, from meetings that we had recently here at Tilth World Headquarters. Our spotlight, we took a look at the largest ag tech deal ever where Agco acquired 85% of Trimble. Ag History Minute, we talked about the Wallace family and their founding of Pioneer Hybrid Seeds. Cool Beans was BASF's new Revlock fungicide. That's corny. It was the ag economy taking hits from a strong dollar and high interest rates. And our Field Good Friday was the anniversary of unearthing antibiotics from the soil in Missouri. So thanks for listening, and as always... Happy farming.